Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. recording this recording's name is ending is just another word for transformation or another name for beginning (laughs) yep exactly so guys we are two mediums that specialize in the paranormal our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night that's why we call this podcast lights at midnight lamp we'll be saying that for the last time actually in this season because this is the final episode of season one origins which makes 30 episodes in total and i guess we're going to talk a little bit about spiritual growth considering the number 30 in astrology represents spiritual growth self-expression and a connection to the divine and i feel that you know, I didn't, I just looked that up. That's not anything that was like planned. And I was like, wow, that really brings everything full circle because we've really focused on spiritual growth, self-expression, and a connection with the divine in this podcast. Would you concur, Emily? Absolutely. I think that's pretty cool. So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about spiritual growth. And while we do that, we're going to insert some clips some throwback clips so we're going to take a little trip down memory lane and we're going to talk about some things that we feel like may need more clarification or showcase how we kind of grew in our knowledge or you know even validation type stuff Uh, we also plan on inserting some funny memorable moments so oh and please be sure to hang around to the end of the episode because we have a little bit of announcement for those that may be interested in hearing uh, our transformation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, Emily, we're going to jump into this week's experiences. What do you got? Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We've done this. Okay, I, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. Well, let me say this. We didn't start out doing this, guys. At the beginning, um, at the beginning of our podcast, we tried to insert something funny at the beginning and like being silly to kind of lighten the mood before we got into serious talk. But we have now done this probably 25 times. And honestly, I forgot to until just now. So don't feel bad. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, it's all about trans yeah, transformation. So yeah, what's this week's experiences? So while I was doing research on um, specific haunted places, such as The Conjuring House, um, while I was doing it that same night when I was about to go to bed, I got attacked by a negative entity. And as I was in that in-between state, but like not sleeping quite yet, but my body was kind of asleep, if that makes sense, um, some kind of spirit thing burst through my window 
and tackled me on my bed, and it scared the shit out of me. Oh, and to clarify, this was an astral experience? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I just made, I didn't know if I missed that or not. Yeah, so you were tackled in the astral, not in the physical. Well, okay, so it was before my, my astral body left my body from astral projection. So my point of view or point of reference was me looking up at the ceiling as I'm still in bed. But yeah, technically it was astrally. So you could have kicked its ass twice. Mm-hmm. I, it got kicked <laughs> out. So like, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like up from the front and the back. I'm going to kick you in your ass. Get out. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you would like to share? Playing with my Mickey REM pod is so fun. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. That is so cool, though. Very neat. I'm going to take it on uh, some field trips. Haha. <laughs> yep. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take Mickey. You got to get a little backpack for him. <gasps> you can... I should. Yeah, he can hang out. That's so cool, though. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I've been fairly busy over the past couple weeks. It's technically been like a month and a half since we filmed a normal like just me and him episode feel a little rusty but a lot of things have changed um i feel the solar season or the eclipse season the solar eclipse lunar eclipse it's like i'm on a precipice of change i've really been trying to manifest and work on my connections with other people and basically connecting with people that need help and assistance and trusting in spirit and I've been doing a lot of readings and all that kind of stuff which brings me into some paranormal stuff because I'd say half of them are like spiritual guidance readings or general readings astrology readings and the other half are paranormal so I've picked up like five paranormal cases in about a week and a half and I can't really say too much except my own experiences, but um, last night I was talking to someone that I met and in a, I guess you could say like a paranormal chat group on Facebook that I was directed to by a previous client, and I started talking to this person, and they have a case that is ex- is like the worst case I've heard in a while when it comes to physical uh, happenings and it it's definitely dark um, I can't really say much else about the case but I can say what happened to me uh, last night was quite intense I had something basically try to jump me which we will get into that uh, definition a little bit later and give a little clarification in on our spiritual growth part of this podcast but uh yeah so it basically tried to jump me in a way not my body but my mind um and it just almost made me feel like my mind was split into two so i had to grab the holy oil and push in a lot of light and go into like a meditation and stuff which it all helped it did not succeed but it was the closest i mean you know people feel crazy sometimes like sometimes you're just like i'm wild i'm crazy whatever you know but no this was like psychosis like whatever this is is really really bad so you know you don't always necessarily have to know the name of the person or the individuals but any of our light warriors or those that would like to send positive thoughts and prayers 
to this family in need, Spirit will know where to direct that because this is pretty serious. Um, and I've worked, I wouldn't say tons of cases, but I've worked a lot of cases at this point and they need help really bad. So we're going to try to get her done because this, this has got to go. Mm -hmm. I've experienced something like that similar, but it was kind of like they were sending me nasty thoughts and images to where I thought I was going to need a mental hospital. So I kind of right. somewhat understand what you're talking about. Right. I get that. I mean, it, it literally felt like my brain was disconnected from my brainstem and something else was trying to step in. I literally, it was the weirdest feeling ever to a degree. So, it, I mean, it wasn't like I've had scary. That sounds really, it. I guess maybe to some people it'll sound really scary. It was almost panicky for a couple seconds. And I'm like, wait a second. So mm -hmm. we got it under control. But yeah, it was wild. It would you was say? Cray -cray. Would you say it was trying to put you under influence? Or were you just experiencing um, it, it from the point of view of the client? No, no, no. It jumped me. Oh, okay. Like it, yeah, it jumped me. It tried to take over my consciousness. Mm -hmm. And like I, like I said, that's a little subject that we're going to get into here shortly. Well, I think Emily's going to talk about her throwbacks first so it'll be here and let's say we'll just we're shooting for 20 to 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so hang around if you want to know the whole jumping part it's not just a physical thing and you know not like how oh i got jumped no no not like that it's totally different well kind of in a way maybe in a way but yeah so I think that's all I'd like to share for this week's experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess we're going to go ahead and jump right into our category of spiritual growth. So spiritual growth really is a lifelong process. And, you know, you want to become more like your higher self. You want to get in touch with the divine, basically, you know, and it's a journey of self-discovery self-transformation and it's connected to something greater than us which is the collective and in my opinion the divine uh, spiritual growth can be defined in many different ways but it generally involves some of the following so developing a deeper understanding of ourselves and our place in the universe the general oneness developing a stronger connection to our inner wisdom and intuition and also the inner place the quiet place and developing a more compassionate and loving heart. The closer you get towards um, your spiritual path, the more you are concerned with others, I've noticed. The more you have compassion for other people, uh, more so than you may have had before. And not to say that we're all incompassionate assholes. I'm just saying like it, it's a different type of connection. Um, and also you develop a greater sense of the purpose and meaning of life. So why am I here? You start asking questions and you also start living in alignment with your values and beliefs. And I mean, that's just a general over overview of what spiritual growth means. And we all can have a different definition for that. I think M has the next part of that. If you would like to elaborate. Sure. So spiritual growth can be achieved through a variety of practices such as prayer, meditation, service to others, and studies, all of which we feel we have covered in this season. One, origins. Some of the signs of spiritual growth, increased self-awareness and self-acceptance, 
greater compassion and empathy for others, a stronger sense of purpose and meaning in life, a deeper connection to nature and the universe, increased intuition and spiritual insight, a sense of peace and well-being. We hope by listening to this season, you all have gained a deeper understanding of the spiritual world and overall turned fear into knowledge, power, and most of all, love. Yes, yes. That's what we hope. Mm -hmm. Like, truly, we hope that the information that we've shared for those that have listened to just any of our episodes or even from 1 to 30, we hope that we've been able to provide you with, um, you know, information about spirit and self-discovery and understanding your own natural born intuitive gifts because we all have them. And yeah, so, I mean, that's, it's a great thing. Spiritual growth is part, growth is a part of life. Change is a part of life. And it's something that we all need to embrace and accept, even when it's hard. But it's been, it's been a wild ride this last year, I'd say. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can concur. Mm -hmm. Well, Em and I, we wanted to share the meaning of of spiritual growth for us and how, you know, how that looks for us over the last year. Uh, But first, we're going to go ahead and dive into some throwback clips. So, M, hit that first throwback clip. An object. And they start having paranormal activity and they know and they feel and they could tell that the activity has been driven, uh, being drawn to the object that they bought from the secondhand store. Um, and, And they don't feel like that it's a demon or anything bad and it's just like a child spirit um that's usually how it begins because i'm going to tell you right now only one out of 10 percent chance that it's a earthbound spirit that's the object nine out of ten chance it's something demonic in nature if it's not a demon it's something lower realm the Very most famous good. of is Annabelle. That's the, that's like exactly how Annabelle started. And I've met Annabelle. I was six inches away from Annabelle. And the pictures that we took of her, that phone battery exploded. Oh. Yeah, I've got a whole story. Like, probably after this, we're going to jump into my story. Like, when mm-hmm. the next episode, we're going to cover the whole Annabelle thing. And, yeah, oh, it was wow. a trip. Yeah. Oh. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I know I know damn well that that doll has something far beyond what people really think that's in that doll. Because and there's a lot I think in that doll. And another thing that a lot of people don't realize is that in these objects that have demons in them, you got to think there's never a demon inside a doll. It's demons. Okay, so for the most part then, here, he's talking about um, haunted objects. And I kind of wanted to add some things about haunted objects and how there's, even if an object isn't haunted, like officially, it can be haunted just by people thinking that it's haunted and how haunted items typically have their own portals associated with them, which is why there seems to be other entities in the doll. So Duran was talking about how, like, there's not just one demon 
in the case of Annabelle, there's not just one demon in the doll. There's many because of the legions and things that are associated with the demon. And so I wanted to add that they can also have portals associated with them because when you connect with these haunted items and you have that intention to connect and communicate with it, it still opens up a pathway for the entity to communicate back with you. And so that in of itself can create portals within or around the object. But also back to like when an object, even if it's not technically haunted in the beginning, it can be haunted if a person puts enough intention into it thinking that it is haunted and it's pretty much the law of attraction but also thought forms you can create a thought form and Chas I don't know if you've ever heard about that experiment where they did um I think it was an actual experiment where they put people in a room that was not haunted and they pretty much had to come up with a story about a fake like entity and then that room then became haunted (laughs) Yeah, actually, I I think I have heard about something like that somewhere, and that does ring a bell. It definitely uh, creates, like, a thought form, or it draws entities in. It's um, 100% universal law. Congratulations. Wax on, wax off, Emily. It's a great Mm -hmm. example. Well, that is a nice, interesting ad, because a lot of people have a lot of questions about haunted objects, and it's a good clarification. I know we've said this before, but I would like to state again, there is no haunted positive anything exactly no divine higher vibrational being is actually in this plane of existence um and there's no positive earthbound spirits even though they might not mean harm they still are not positive they still cause harm to the living just because their vibration is lower Mm -hmm. and there is repercussions to that so just a good time to add there's no haunted positive objects exactly off my soapbox yeah (laughs) all right well is that all you have to add for that all right we're gonna move on to the next clip Mm -hmm. this one i didn't i mean sometimes i'll do that i do look i've looked for like the super bug i talked about Mm -hmm. all right so in the episode the abominable (laughs) um chas you (laughs) predict a resurgence of the super bug aka the rona and that a new variant, you know, would happen, and it did. And coincidentally, it's an election year. Right. That don't <laughs> surprise me because a lot of things, and I mean, I'm not trying to sound big-headed when I say this, but my last prediction video, even if I didn't, like, share the findings, because I only shared just a few things that happened. Like, they started coming true within two weeks. Mm-hmm. So when I do my prediction videos, some of the stuff pans out longer but for the most part i would say 30 percent of it comes comes to fruition in two weeks Mm -hmm. which is wild to me like i'm still learning that part because i don't people ask me for future readings or in like situations and i'll do it but again the future can change so the only thing i can hope for is that they don't shut everything down again because it's going to cause so many problems. We're already in like a financial crisis in this country. And yeah, so we know where that goes. We've been there, done that, bought that t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for sharing yeah. that. Yeah, And then one thing I did say was how astral spiders are one of the most common things that I see. And then 
you know, I kind of want to make a joke about the birth of Morb. So if you follow me, <laughs> if you follow me on my personal channel under the Fine Art Medium, you'll see all those little shorts I did with Morb, the astral spider. Well, it's a joke from all the times these goddamn spiders be popping up, whether they're astral or physical spiders be popping up in my shower. So that, that's, yeah. how, that's how yeah. Morb was born. One of the cases that I worked, like today I channeled in, it was a fucking spider entity about the size, twice the size of a human. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate them. Yeah. They need to just go away. Like, go away. They are the most common entities that I see with clients and just being out and, like, out of my house. Like, even in my house, they're, like, sometimes they have to pop in and then I'm like, okay, we're gonna do a cleansing. But the most um spirit i see are the spiders like the astral spiders but i will say this i don't see astral spiders as the most common thing now now the most common thing that i see is the negative residual energy and thought forms yeah very common it's actually very common uh residual energies everywhere yeah. And it's a lot of times it is negative because positive energy transmutes. Ne negative energy will not transmute. It's lower vibrational. So the way spirits, uh, for those that may be interested, the way spirit is describing this to me to describe to you right now is think of um, like in a room, you have positive energy and you have negative energy. Negative energy, because it's lower vibrational, will sink down to the floor and bed and stuff. Mm -hmm. And positive higher vibrational energy is higher so it transcends it moves up and just kind of recirculates the it actually what spirit's telling me right now is it actually absorbs within the earth itself uh and also goes up into the higher dimensions and it's a part the love the higher vibrational energy is literally a part of healing and it actually helps heal the environment just like we depend on trees like you know with our oxygen mm -hmm. supply and how they you know, eat carbon um, monoxide or dioxide or whatever. Well, yeah, it's the same thing with um, higher vibrational energy, but lower vibrational energy that is residual, it literally is sticky. It can actually create like a muck. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the spirit and you're looking, you can see it like crusted up in corners. Like that's something I've experienced recently. You want to know well. something really funny? My What's ear that? is ringing, the high pitch ring. It's on my right ear. So that tells me it's my spirit guides, but also. Yesterday, I literally used that pretty much same exact metaphor in my video. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen no, it either. No, because it's unlisted. <laughs> Only my patrons can see it. Right. Exactly. Busted. I'm not a patron. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you tell me everything anyway, yeah. so it's not like I don't already okay. know, basically. <laughs> so, but yeah, mm -hmm. sorry. I, I get the info. A lot of the times before. Well, it's funny because right, there, right so. before you were saying that, my ears started to ring, and I'm like, "She's gonna say what I said in my video. I know it, and you fucking did." <laughs> <laughs> That's it's funny. Fine. Early access. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, all right. What you got next for us? Well, okay, the ascended, and you kind of already covered it with what you just said too about divas turning toxic waste and co2 into oxygen in the physical and then all 
Oh, my bad. All the metaphysical. They're, it's like if you flip it, because everything that happens on the physical happens in the metaphysical. So on the metaphysical, it's that negative energy, like you said, being purified. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I did not read that either. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it must be psychic or something mm -hmm. shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, we should play the clip anyways. So we'll go ahead and do that for you guys and let you mm -hmm. hear. Um, what she was saying and why you know that's important the angelic kingdom which includes the devic kingdoms is the point of manifestation these beings which can be in your terms extremely vast in nature or minuscule they are the point of manifestation for they form the bridge between non-physical and physical between form and formless it is the same with a blade of grass the same principle in the same process for each blade of grass for each flower there is a being of angelic substance that holds the image of that expression within its mind in doing so it directs energy towards formation every object in your physical universe when looked at close up and is not physical at all it is simply a collection of atoms molecules and subatomic particles that are held together in an energy field creating the form. That energy field, that cohesiveness is a result of directed thought. Because it does. Like, the earth transmutes our energy. Like, so you literally, when you ground yourself, you're sending all of that stress and all of the emotions and everything back down to the earth. And in return, through that silver cord, we suck up that loving, healing earth energy earth has an ability to regenerate herself and it is a regenerative energy just like divine energy that's why it's so important to understand both of them and mm -hmm. in, in yes, the yes. same episode of the ascended so we're talking about how divas hold an image in their thoughts to create other physical structures since thoughts are energy they are essentially creating matter with their thoughts it's a form of manifestation, physics, quantum physics, particle and matter. And then pretty much, you know, later. And these weren't even, these episodes weren't really planned ahead of time. And you know what? They weren't planned by us. We literally like they were channeled in. Spirit had a plan yeah. for this. Like we've we've I can't stress enough. Like we sometimes did not have plans and spirit laid those plans out for us. Mm -hmm. So it was a beautiful thing. And I call them Davas. Okay. Personally. I wasn't sure what they're called. In my video, I was saying Davas. And then I'm then I switch yeah. back to Divas. And I never know. Because Divas usually with an Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And you know our bodies are Davas, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Our bodies are literally this is our Deva. Mm -hmm. So we have to take care of our Deva. And when we are transmuting this earth energy, what I was talking about before, like we literally that we're treating our deva to because our it, we it's bio material. Like our spirit is not necessarily it kind of is, but it's not. It's energy, so it's two different types of things. So very cool, very mm -hmm. cool. Do you have anything else? Yep. Next clip. Cherubims. I'm sorry. I'm mm -hmm. awful. With it. That's how I would say it. Yeah, I've heard it said a hundred times, but of course, it's, when it's time to record, I just fuck it all up. <laughs> um, 
I just found it interesting that, you know, this multiple colors and stuff, because we're going to be getting into just a tiny bit about color later in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know how you were talking about the different colors of orbs yeah. and how we would cover them in a future episode? Well. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Uh, there's another thing that I kind of took out, but I would like to mention since we're talking about failure, because failure is a part of spiritual growth. We also did not get a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's for a later date, kids, maybe. <laughs> when mama gets some time, because time is precious these days. I'll tell mm-hmm. you what. Whew. But, you know, we meant well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we tried really hard. This is 60 hours of content we have created this season, and I'm proud of myself. So here's another example of spiritual growth. Let go of your failures (laughs) and move on. (laughs) Okay, okay, sorry. Now I have to go into the same video and find the next one because it's like right after it. One of the side effects of like having a magical experience and by the by now if you are a regular listener you'll probably know what i mean and if you're not i'm pretty sure you get what i mean of the funky kind you'll see things with a lot of eyeballs like kind of like this in a way and it's not always a being and you can there's other things that do that too that i've never personally experienced but you do see eyes and you do feel this whole oneness now it makes you wonder and i'm not trying to be like blasphemous here by any means but it makes you wonder if they were just randomly picking up and forging for mushrooms and seeing stuff like this now i know that there's angelic forces and all that stuff but you know what i'm saying like maybe that's what you're seeing when you reach certain uh points of uh, what's the word understanding okay so why we see eyeballs and other beings on mushrooms <laughs> and fat and babies, fat babies <laughs> and, wings. and wings we talk it's just chubby we talk more about this in a future episode divination but I feel as though there are certain beings that are tied to certain things, especially organic living things. So that would be the case for the mushies that make people trip. But one thing I wanted to add as a thought was back to when you said one or two episodes before that was how mushrooms are connected to everything and have the ability to act as a bridge, which is partially what is going on with that. It's like you are looking into the collective consciousness dimension of sorts and seeing everything that's also tapped into that, if that makes sense. So do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, because it's your, you know, when people take like DMT, for example, because that's another thing. They start to supposedly start to meet beings like I've never done that myself personally, so I can't speak from experience, but it's kind it's not it's different than mushrooms. But yeah, you're you're on your mind is on a totally different dimensional level. And depending on how you your intentions you set when you participate in sacred medicine healing is what I'll call it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it just depends. It's all different dimensional things, and it's generally a journey. But yeah, like, so the angelic being that has the eyes and shit, it kind of just reminded me of, like, how people trip on ay- is it ayahuasca and then mushrooms and things. 
Yeah, because that's, I, for the most part, from what I've heard of other people's experiences on this sacred healing medicine mm -hmm. journey, uh, basically, yeah, eyeballs are some of the first things you see. And you can, you know, Alex Gray's artwork and all that yep. kind of stuff. And then sure. Spirit showing me, as a reference point, a snow globe with hundreds of people tapping in and staring into it for information. So like in a snow globe, you see the little snow specks, but instead of snow specks, it's people tapping in with their consciousness. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so it's interesting you say that because when I first started out like learning and just downloading information from spirit while not on my sacred medicine healing journey, um, so without any type of assistance, like they showed me our spiritual bodies can exist in a form of like tons of orbs, basically, and that these orbs can be sent to different realms. So yeah, that, that that's how I can relate to what you said. Or a being and they come in the form of light. So it's really a beautiful thing. So when I was talking about my experience a few moments ago, my right ear started to ring. Yeah, that's interesting because that means um, communication or... Mm -hmm. And I wonder if the like the ear ringing is not just communication. I wonder if it's our vibration somewhat shifting and changing because mm -hmm. um, I know we've talked about like the room and shifting yeah. or whatnot, like the feeling of the room and sometimes it'll like drop and sometimes it will lift. Um, and I think when we have that big pressure change, not only is it a biometric pressure pressure type change, like we can you can feel that too if you're sensitive to stuff like that. But what we're talking about is a little bit different, at least from my perception. Mm -hmm. I notice when my left ear rings, it has to do with spirit communicating because it'll ring when you'll be like channeling stuff in and you'll be like, oh, spirit said this. And then my ear, ear will ring to validate you yeah, and, and or they'll be giving me messages too. Yeah. And that's exactly, you're exactly right. And you can also get those by chills. And I also get them with, um, if I'm talking to somebody, either my ear will start ringing or I will see, um, that validation for me generally is little lights. I'll see actually little um, orbs. So in the same episode, um, I guess because we're talking about celestial beings and things and how like when they communicate, we can hear it as ear ringing. And so I just wanted to throw in that I now have my own key of understanding of that, like what each ringing pitch in each ear means. And that my Claire audience has actually grown significantly in the past few months. And yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, we covered that in one of the episodes, or we at least briefly talked about mm -hmm. it too, about how um, we can, we create our own symbols with spirit. And that's part of psychic development in many ways, especially important to uh, intuitives and mediums or psychics and mediums because we're receiving information. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Mm -hmm. So that should be a bit of encouragement for those that may have been considering developing their own symbolism for their intuition. Mm -hmm. So the next one is the energy systems one. Molecules, like we were just saying, once you get into the study of atoms and molecules, then you can start to think of quantum physics. Once you get into quantum physics, a whole new world of possibilities open up. Like we were just saying, because, I mean, it's literally like a space within a space within a this space can be attached to this space, no matter how far the distance. And we're going to get into that. But, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
magnetic theory from a spiritual perspective. So, based on the facts that air, like Emily was just referring to, or space is not empty, it is really made up of elements that we rely on for life. Air is not just an empty space, it's really actually composed of many substances, of course, that carry a tremendous field of magnetic energy because each su substance, everything, has its own, you know, energy. And it kind of holds us together too, you know, thankfully for that, we have gravity and magnetism that keeps our bodies from like floating away. But yeah, <laughs> that would get real weird. Um, the energy comes to us through the air and is affected by the magnetic powers of the sun and other planets as we, you know, discussed. And every form of nature also has a magnetic field again, living or not. The cosmic energy enters our body through a mysterious energy tube and in the magnetic field via the crown chakra so the theory of this this person that i was i was researching with they say it comes in through your crown chakra now i might disagree with that because i left this in here because i wanted to talk about that you know throughout this episode this is their theory it comes in through the crown chakra and flows through our bodies to be excreted back through the lower centers i'm going to give the definitions of everything again because it's a lot of information to remember especially for viewers to remember. But so quickly, wave-particle duality, if you don't remember, particles can exhibit properties of both waves and particles. For example, light can be used to create an interference pattern, which is characteristic of waves. However, light can also be absorbed or emitted by individual atoms, which is a characteristic of particles. And then quantum entanglement, I added a little bit to it, where two or more particles become entangled and exhibit correlated behavior regardless of distance between them. Two particles can be linked together in such a way that they share the same quantum state. This means that if you measure the state of one particle, you will instantly know the state of the other particle no matter how far apart they are. Equivalent vibration, I guess you were explaining that and knowing how like as an example a family member has passed away before you got the news. And then I added in, as new information, non-locality, which suggests that particles can be instantaneously connected regardless of the distance between them due to quantum entanglement. And then I added in string theory. And that can then be used to explain quantum entanglement within non-locality, in other words, string theory is the idea that the fundamental building blocks of the universe are not point-like particles, but tiny vibrating strings that oscillate at different frequencies and give rise to different particles and forces in the, uni <laughs> in the universe. The idea of string theory also allows for the existence of extraspatial dimensions beyond the three we experience in everyday life, aka the quantum realm that are compacted at a microscopic level or scale. It's just another way for particles to interact over large distances. And then there's a whole point to this. <laughs> Quantum superposition particles or a particle can be in multiple states at the same time. For example, an electron can be in a state of spin up and spin down at the same time, AKA, and then if you think about applying that to astral travel and remote viewing, and then you have quantum tunneling. A particle can tunnel through a barrier 
that it would not be able to penetrate classically. This is because at the quantum level, particles can behave like waves and can pass through barriers by interfering with themselves. So spirits traveling throughout walls, multiple dimensions, etc. Okay, so the whole point. The connection between non-locality and string theory arises from the idea that string theory incorporates the principles of quantum mechanics and that particles are not considered separate things but are instead different modes of vibrations of underlying strings. This allows for the possibility of entanglement between particles leading to non-locality quantum superposition and quantum tunneling through the consequence of underlying interactions between vibrating strings. During entanglement, the string's complex interactions with other strings lead to correlated behavior between the particles they give rise to. And this is how psychics and mediums are able to obtain information from the past, present, and future, no matter the distance, because everything is connected. Oh, that was a lot. Butterflies in the sky. This is hot. Just take a look. Take a look. It's in a book. It's in a book. It's reading We're rainbow. Reading rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that was the whole purpose of frequency, duality, and dimensions, which is probably our second most, one of our uh, second or third most listened to episode. Um, because it does bring up a valid point that yes it the whole thing about quantum reality and quantum mm -hmm. physics and all that kind of stuff it's really going to take us places i firmly believe this it's so interesting you brought this up too because when i did my meditation today um spirit mentioned this to me and this is basically what they showed me i was like in the vision of my meditation and all this kind of stuff and they were showing uh, me like basically me standing there but me in spirit version of me not actual physical version of me and they're like our spirit exists at something similar to a subatomic level but it's it's not a it's not a mathematical equation we figured out yet even though mathematics is and you know uh, subatomic particles and quantum theories and all that there is something to that and it is going to take us great places and eventually will prove the existence of a mm -hmm. soul you heard that here yeah first. yeah Holler. because Holler. when things are itty bitty bitty babies and <laughs> can exist on a subatomic level they can mul they can exist on multiple planes at one time did i say that right Right. And who's, and I've thought things like this before too. Who's not to say that earth is nothing more than, or maybe our universe rather is nothing more than just a cell and another cell of developing cells within mm -hmm. a cell and another within another organism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's <sighs> like that Shrek meme. <laughs> not. You gotta elaborate now the shrek familiar. meme where it's like they're singing smash mouth and it's just a video of him opening his mouth and it's just more shreks within a shrek within a shrek within a shrek <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah that sounds about right and that's kind of how it is in a way in a way if you want to say mm -hmm. it like that in a way um but yeah it's a fascinating subject like i'm i was on some spiritual shit i was not on a sacred medicine healing journey when I, <laughs> when I channeled that in but that was purely channeled and 
just to say, I'm just going to throw this in. I also did channel in Dark Matter, you know, too. So I eventually do want to share that on uh, my YouTube when I get the time to do so. Mm. I'm going to talk about dark matter. And it kind of took me into creation. Like, literally, mm -hmm. Spirit finished me out in Genesis. They're like, bitch, go to Genesis and read it Damn. again. And then look at it this way. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit. And they're like, I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's what that means. I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like the Cheeto man. So, yeah. Um, anyways. I thought it was the front... <laughs> The fruit punch guy. I almost said front pooch. Fruit punch. <laughs> oh, maybe it was, but I think Cheetos guy did something like that too. So there's both. Oh, yeah. I think. Okay, whatever. We'll do a poll later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to do a poll now. We have to look up those throwback clips because that is for certain a throwback. Mm -hmm. But you're. Pro I think you're right. I think you're right. For some reason, I feel like the Cheetos man did it too. Anyways. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your throwback mm -hmm. clips, Emily. Your turn. They were rather <laughs> fascinating. Yep. It is my turn. Mm -hmm. So, first and foremost, we're going to go to episode three. I've got several things from episode three, and I kind of kept it short. I got one from episode nine. I know, like, I'm slacking <laughs> a little bit. But we wanted to make this episode, like, an hour and a half long. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we're going to go ahead and play that clip possession that's kind of like how it happens like you literally are pulled out of your body while something else steps in but then you there's a response that's kind of you were you were borderline possessed at that point in my personal opinion that's scary as fuck truly i don't th i don't think i was like i don't i remember being pulled on the astral realm but being attacked but not that it was trying to get into my body well, by being pulled out of your body, though, then that and involuntarily is that that's yeah. exactly how possession happens. And I have not, I mean, honestly, I'm not trying to say you were or weren't, but that's yeah. what I would identify as a partial possession. I feel like, though, with me being pulled out of my body, I think that it could have become a possession, but I was able to fight it off so it didn't. Right, right. I've but just it, never I, thought about it. But I bet you, if I wasn't a fighting kind of person, it probably could have possessed me. Okay. So, you guys just heard a little bitty clippy between me and Emily. And basically, I wanted to take a, a moment to point out the difference. Um, like, basically what that was is she was being jumped. So, we can get jumped in our waking life, and we can also be jumped in our spiritual so like what happened to emily that she described for her this week's experiences um that was an example of being jumped what i talked about for my this week's experiences was an example of being jumped and so the difference between possession means that the entity is already it's hard to say if the entity's inside sometimes the entity excuse me, the entity is inside of the person and for possession. And sometimes the entity is located within the aura of a person uh, or around a person and jumps in and out of possession. But being jumped is when there is a spirit that is not within your aura or within your person 
and they try to jump you, meaning like they try to hurt you in some way. They try to give you certain emotions. This could come in the form of uh, emotions. So like basically if you walk into a place and there is a just uh, earthbound spirit there that has a lot of emotions and they, they want you to know, they will quote unquote jump you. Cause I don't think we've talked about this, this, episode, uh, this season and they will jump you and make you feel that way. And you will take as an empath or a person that is empathic, um, you will take on those emotions as your own, or it can even go a step further and you might get visions and all kinds of stuff. And then it causes a bunch of problems. Uh, it's like walking into a haunted building uh, and doing a ghost hunt and getting scratched or walking into a haunted uh, building and starting to have like phantom pains and stuff. Now, that's different for psychic interpretation, because if we're doing a psychic reading and we get those pains, it is different. It, it doesn't necessarily have to come from the entity or being as whatever itself. Um, those can just be psychic impressions and they mimic that. But in the situation where the spirit is sometimes present and sometimes not, and they're directly causing it and it's not a form of possession, it is actually called being What about, jumped. wouldn't it also be considered influence too? Especially when they're trying to force like emotions on you? I still think it's different because we're, I mean, in the form of like a, uh, trespassing spirit like when you are talking about a possession you're talking about a long-term game mm -hmm. right and then being jumped can be anything mm -hmm. and it, it comes and goes so think of being jumped as a coming and going spirit or being or entity and being possessed as like a long-term long-term mm -hmm. thing so like even people that have went into a building and you're like, oh my God, I got possessed there for a second. And then they never have any problems again. That's not a possession. That's, that's Zach Bagel Bites. Yes, there is yeah. a difference for sure. So I wanted to point that difference out uh, because it's something we really haven't talked about you know, uh, something I've kind of known of, but I ended up actually getting more clarity on that. It's just something I didn't realize, like the difference there for a while. I'm like, oh yeah, it's separate. So I wanted to share that with y'all. So that is a definitely a learning or a growth opportunity. Um, so the next one I have is a little bit of validation and update. So we're going to play this next clip from episode three, Haunted Person versus Haunted Place. Oh, if any of our listeners um, have a grandpa named Henry or Harry that used to wear <laughs> red and black flannel, um, I see him in a red and black flannel. He'd always have his little white shirt on underneath, kept his little glasses in his in his pocket in his flannel shirt. He had short gray okay, hair, partially balding. Let me know because there's about, I'd say we have about, um, and thank you guys, by the way, because we had a great turnout, more than we ever expected to turn out to listen to part one and two um, to kick off our podcast. So we certainly appreciate that. But if anybody has a Harry or a Henry grandfather that matches that description, let me know. Whoever I'm seeing, he's tall. He's not super tall, but I'd say he's around between 5'11 and 6'1". Um, not necessarily super heavy set. I don't know. Not super heavy set or anything. He's kind of in the middle, but he doesn't really have a big, big belly or anything. But yeah, this person literally just popped up when you were talking about that. I don't know why either. Oh, now I'm seeing a tractor. That's weird. Nah. I'm sorry. It just come in. There's something, somebody, somewhere. I see like a red. Somebody. Yeah, somebody. somebody. So yeah, if it matches, let me know. We got a message. 
we got a Harry or a Henry that that's like really here and I gotta like push him out bless your heart Harry Henry so we found out who it was it was the nice young lady that we had on episode 28 Veronique the anomalous mm -hmm. witch it was her grandfather it was actually her grandfather and it makes a lot of sense because two days prior I had done a reading for Veronique and her grandmother came through and lo and behold, it was her grandfather. So that has been validated and I thought that was just really cool. Um, I'm not crazy, y'all. Cool. Yay. Yay. Okay. <laughs> that was a short one, but I thought it, well, the clip wasn't extremely short, but that was a short little validation and I found it to be fascinating and I wanted to share. All right. Next, I have one with Emily. This is a little clippy clip uh, where, well, I guess you'll see. So we'll go ahead and cut to the clip now. We can push ourselves to do other things too. We get other information as well. It's, it's not, we're not just all about the haunted side. We still can do readings. Like Emily, you know, you're not 100% comfortable doing mediumship, but I know that you have the ability to do that. Like I never thought I would do it, but I'm doing it now. It come to me different vibrational and I think one day you will be able to do that and it's all about stepping outside of what you know in your comfort zone I see you doing it actually honestly intuitively yeah because I actually really want to do it all right well Emily would you like to share your experiences now with past relatives and dead folk <laughs> I can now connect with deceased people and not just paranormal beings or non-human entities and let's see during some lives i was able to do this during um psychometry i was able to do this when i practiced with my mother-in-law and just like looking into things. Ooh, when I did the channel for Omar Gosh TV, I was able to channel in yep. his mother. Yep, that yep, was recent. That video came out this week, actually. And then I did, remember the Christmas episode we did? And I channeled in those people. Yep, yep. so I've been, I've been channeling some uh, human peoples. Yep, and it's a perfect example of spiritual growth and like going after what you want. If you want it, you can you can mm. have it, as long as you follow some good rules, which we've discussed in the past. And I think there is a definitely uh, universal laws and within mm. our wants. So if you're going after it with a pure heart and you're going after it from a positive place of love, you will generally. And you get know, it. I would say two years ago I had a dream well it was more of an astral realm experience because it was like I was in the astral realm experience helping somebody that was deceased already and then I had the vision within the astral experience of me helping people with deceased loved ones so it was like a dreamception or astral realm inception thing so I knew it was coming I just had to work for it oh and another one thing I wanted to add was I wanted to talk to animals and communicate better with animals, and I am slowly doing that. Like, within the yeah. past few weeks, like, I rescued a squirrel, and now I'm greeted by, I want to say his brother and or sisters, 
And now they come to my front door and they wait. And it's so cute. Fancy. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, though. I'm and I've been communicating you. with Ghost more than my dog. Right, right. Um, I have to say that definitely over the last year, it, it takes a while to discern the difference between what's what. Like, when you first get started, you might only see dark shadows. And it could be mm-hmm. anything, like, at that point. You actually have to work on uh, asking spirit for guidance. And there's no magical recipe for this. It's literally practice, practice, practice. If you don't practice, you get out of practice. And, like, I, there's, I don't offer, like, I'm going to. After today, I did, I did a channeling of a, a mom and a dad for a client today and it was very successful so I feel confident enough now which I've been able to do it for a while but I like to practice first and make sure that I can deliver right on my on my services so I'm going to be adding that service um, connection with past relatives in a 30 minute intervals to my my uh, brochure so, yeah, I mean, the more you do it, the better you get, guys. Like, and that's the thing if you're in it for, if you're listening to this for psychic purposes, it literally just takes dedication and it takes patience and just time, you know, it takes time. Really, it does. And just, you know, kind of diving in blind to a degree, but always remembering to uh, keep the balance between your spiritual protection and understanding, balancing your ego versus your connection with the divine that's super important too because you can be blinded by ego and you will Mm -hmm. miss things 100 percent. yeah that's great though i thought that was a great little example of you know spiritual growth for sure Mm -hmm. so remember how i was having issues releasing energy like negative built-up energy within my body i can do it now i can release it i don't I mean, I I think I still have to work on the quickness of it, but now I know how to do it. (laughs) Yep, and I would assume that comes in the form of grounding. and touching my tree in my yard. Yep, and sending it back to And making friends with the dryad that's in the tree. Yep, exactly, and that's good because we all need that. And, you know, that's going to kind of transition – into uh part of our spiritual growth monologues Mm -hmm. healing the healing parts what i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's awesome that's awesome though for sure um good little spiritual growth update all right and i have one more just one more and this is from frequency duality and dimensions so i'm gonna go ahead and and that's episode nine for anybody that's interested and i'm gonna go ahead and play that clip now here's the other interesting tie to this now this might this is obviously could be relevant to other people because there's more people like emily so if emily is considered a vortex then a vortex has the ability to open portals and this come from my metaphysical research therefore emily being a vortex with the energy that she's actually consuming whether she releases it or not however it's released then the fact that when i did the astral walkthrough of her house that one time and saw these openings these doors basically with different colors and stuff one was black one was orange and figured out you know about how she was cleansing her house and stuff emily herself in her 
metaphysical or uh, yeah, metaphysical form, I guess, actually opened up these portals with her abilities. So you guys just heard that little clip on like portals and dimensions and rips in the dimensions. And that is what I was seeing. And me and Emily had that uh, experience. Like Emily said, she looked at her ceiling one day and she saw a bunch of rips on it. And then I drew it out and portals uh, technically are, you know, like doors. And we know that. Right. But the thing is, is it's more or less warps in the energy grid so energy grids are super important and if your energy grids are off in your house you can't that's why and like if you if there's let's say that your energy grids are broken down in your house and this is what i've learned from um just research basically uh from so it's validating it's kind of a validating point so like how we've seen those rips and tears and the doors in your room for, I'm just going to use that as an example because we've shared that on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, both examples, actually. Um, that means the energy grids were actually broken down in your house. And you have to basically build them up and get them restored. As a psychic medium, we have the ability to do that. So it was very validating to hear somebody else talk about it as like imagine grids, okay, in your house. Uh, and if you have a portal, then one of the grids, there's literally like a warp in space time that allows things to come back and forth. Um, and this can be repaired, which would be the same thing as closing portals, but the energy grids cover all of space in 3d space. So it is another thing that kind of goes back to like frequency duality and dimensions. Energy grids are like an energetic dimension that opens up to other dimensions. So yes, it is like a tear. And again, I I learned this from another um, medium that does this type of work. And I mean, I found it fascinating that, you know, it doesn't always have to be a big circularly swirling thing to be a portal or anything. It literally can just be broken down grids in your house. Mm-hmm. So, I've started working on learning how to repair grids. Because if you don't repair the grids, then you don't always cease the problem. Which is not me doing it. It's my spirit team. It's the act of doing it, I guess. But um, I'm really working on that. And it has been successful so far with, like, even um, over the last little bit, the people that have called me, I don't have to, I don't know, I don't know what the deal is. I'm having to do the work and do the visualization, but it's not as intense. And I've been able to develop a system uh, and spirit has aided me so much in healing and cleansing people's homes. It's amazing. Once I started going down this journey of like remote clearing, because I know in one of the episodes, and this is the last thing I have to share, but I have to just part of my own spiritual growth. And I'm not trying to jump ahead because we're going to actually talk a little bit about, you know, just sum up our journey throughout the season and whatnot. But uh, basically it just surprised me how far you can actually go once you set your own symbols and cues and you get your understanding. And when you put your mind to something, because I know I said, I want to do remote clearing. I want to be able to purify people's houses and heal them from a distance. I'm still working on the person part, but as far as a space is starting to go just fine. It's like, <laughs> I'm amazed and I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And 
to be able to bring people that peace of mind and not just through me, but through spirit and bring love and, you know, healing and all that. So I just found, I thought it was cool because I ended up getting validation. Like the rips and the tears are literally like rips and tears in the energy grids. So I thought that was cool. I know we've not, we've not really talked about that mm-hmm. a whole lot, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That uh, all we have for our little throwback clips. And we just wanted to kind of go back through and, share some highlights and stuff of the such um since it is a spiritual growth episode and our final episode so that was a nice little trip down memory lane it feels so long ago but it almost feels just like yesterday that we started so anyways i guess we're going to kind of wrap up well kind of wrap up the spiritual growth part of this episode and em would you like to share with our listeners what spiritual growth looks like for you. So I know we've talked a little bit about it, but summary. Yeah. So, I mean, from my perspective, spiritual growth is pretty much learning something new, developing your own skills, developing pretty much anything. And honestly, for me, like growth happens on an everyday basis because you learn something new every day, even if it's so minuscule, it's still something that you learned and something new that you can apply in, you know, everyday life. And I just feel like no matter what, it you're going to grow regardless. And it's just a matter of how quickly, how much effort you put into it, like how proactive you are about it. And it it's from a person-to-person basis, so everyone's growth journey is not going to be the same as somebody else's, because everybody learns at different levels and different speeds. Right. I can concur. Like, I feel that totally. Um, and for me, to add to that, because I, I mean, I, I agree with that totally, 100%, but <clears throat> I think I want to go in the direction for me personally. Spiritual growth for me has been about um, going with the flow riding the wave, divine timing, trusting in the divine, literally letting go and doing what I have to do to get it done, to get stuff done in life in my spiritual sense or my 3D sense. And a big part of that is healing. Uh, Healing is so important for your spiritual development because if you still are harboring past traumas, you will not be able to heal as well if you are still holding on to these things and holding on to pain and hurt and like cutting ties is so important and bringing your power back bringing your power back from those that may have taken away your power um in the previous like it's just so important um to do those things and once you are able to uh, stop being anxiety filled. Like we all suffer with some point of anxiety at this point. I'm, I'm sure in life, unless you don't have a lot to worry about. And I mean, maybe in a financial sense, but we still, even if you had financial security, there's still other stressors. Just the way our lifestyle is, it basically allows, um, anxiety just to flow freely basically once you're able to get out of your own head and literally ride the wave and just go with the flow and you're able to discern and you're able to listen this is what I've had to learn when I'm able to discern and listen to what spirit tells me and I listen to spirit things go very well and it works for manifestation like if you get on track 
and you stop telling yourself no when you know that it's not it's not impossible let's say it's just an action it's not impossible it's only impossible to your ego so healing the inner child healing our traumas and just kind of riding the wave of spiritual growth you will excel it takes a lot of trust to do the type of work that me and Emily does. It takes a lot of trust. And I feel this deeply in my heart when I say this. It takes a lot of trust to be able to do this type of work and to provide that that type of insight for people. We have no idea why we're saying what we're saying. And, and we know where it's coming from because we've educated ourselves. And Spirit has educated us through this journey for Lights at Midnight. Like we knew, we knew what was going on when we started. But for us... Um, from the time we started to the time now, we both have grown so much spiritually. Um, and yeah, I think it's absolutely amazing and I would not trade it for mm -hmm. anything. In the I world. would say because of the podcast, it has allowed us to grow quick. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, some of it was research, yeah. but again, a lot of it was channeled into like, you know, spirit gave us the direction and we followed it. And for those that have listened to a lot of our episodes, I hope that you have saw uh, our spiritual growth and I hope that you have grown spiritually yourselves. So that kind of, you know, is why we wanted, you know, why we wanted to do this. You know, we wanted to we want people and we want us like we need to recognize our accomplishments and achievements and accept our failures and move forward without harboring any hate or anger at ourselves or other people because that's part of healing and at the end of the day spiritual growth it looks different for everyone we all have our own timelines time we all have our own healing journeys and we are meant to experience things good and bad that is destiny mm -hmm. and if you're destined to do something you will get there one way or another whether it's a little later than it should have been or not it, that's up to you again i will say this one more time people say that we control the steering wheel we steer our life we absolutely do not steer our lives Destiny steers. We only control the gas and the brakes. So how fast, ask yourself, how fast do you want to get to where you want to go? Basically, stay humble, live in a place of love as much as possible, help other people, give without expectation, and trust in the divine. Those are like five main principles. I could probably name some more, but those are five main principles of how I try to live my life. And it has taken me places, even though sometimes I feel like I don't have enough. I have everything I need. So amen mm -hmm. to that. Okay, guys. Well, you know, <laughs> we got jokes. We got jokes for days, but we're just going to insert some of the funny moments from season one. We're going to go down memory lane and hopefully laugh and cry. And hopefully this is a little bit funny. We found it funny. I don't know. You let us know. Mm-hmm has the other two fours though i so do then... but before i get into that you know i will never see these things i know i'll never see it you know why i'll never see these why because i have to give everything a nickname and if i see one of them things i'm gonna start calling them hot wheels <laughs> <laughs> right i'm gonna be well, what up hot wheels <laughs> one of the okay so chastity Yes. What is the name of this recording? I'm melting. I'm melting. Over the fact of how fucking big 
the Wizard of Oz's head was when they finally met the wizard. He looked like a fucking re reptilian. And we had to watch the very end because the whole theme has been Wizard of Oz. And yeah, so we're, we're watching like the very end clip of them meeting them and him being like a dick. And his head's just like an awkward shaped papaya. He, his head looks like an octopus, like the body of an octopus. Yeah, it's a little, it was a little disturbing, <laughs> considering he looked like a reptilian. Mm -hmm. Chastity, what is today's recording called? Release the flying monkeys. Fly, fly! My pretty! <laughs> 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 that's how I that's how I do my witch laugh to the kids like when I tell them stories. I'm like, <laughs> yes. What we refer to as the abominable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cleanse my chakra. So I'm gonna. So oh shit, tits. <laughs> <laughs> my phone hit the glass. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. And welcome to our brand new podcast, where the name of this recording is Bitch Ass Recording. <laughs> is it because you didn't know what to name it, or were, is it because you were so friggin' fed up, you were like, I was fed fuck up. this, yeah. Yeah, I named it Bitch Ass Recording because I didn't figure it was going to work, but mm -hmm. I was wrong. Um, yeah. Mm. Well, did you hear that motorcycle in the background? Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what else to do about it. How are we going to edit that out? I have no idea. <laughs> YOLO. It was yeah. a goo. Just, <laughs> just kidding. We all know we don't live just once. <laughs> uh, exactly. JK. JK. Just kidding. In today's show, we're going to talk about who the fuck we are. <laughs> And our past lives before we do what we do now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, delete all of this shit. I know. <laughs> I don't know why I started laughing. You're empathic and the things I've done with my life in the last 15 minutes have come to you. <laughs> oh, shit. Questions. Like if, if that's that's like if you get drunk, I get drunk. <laughs> you won't say that. Let's say I'm drunk. Okay. Okay. Well, you're you're happy. You're in your happy place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have nerves. Damn it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, look, you did it too. You're so empathic. <laughs> I tried so hard not to. <laughs> oh, God. Bloopers? Though? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should start first. Okay. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not gonna go. Okay. <sighs> Alright, so hi guys. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Lights at Midnight Podcast. Okay, Abominable yes. bubble. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, God. Well, that's it for our content for this season. In the last 10 months, we've literally shared around 60 hours of content that covers the basic fundamentals of, of the paranormal world and psychic abilities, as well as things you may not hear anywhere else that come from really our own experiences and our divine connection. From one end of the vibrational spectrum to the other, we've shared our experiences and knowledge we've gained from working with our clients from around the world, um, you know, with the intent really to educate and inform people that are seeking help, validation, and even sometimes really, you know, seeking refuge from the unexplainable things that they've encountered. We've brought on special guests uh, from the psychic and paranormal community to share their own origin stories with you all in hopes, I guess, really to show people that um, what they have experienced or currently experienced, um, you know, you're not alone. Basically, if you're experiencing things, you're definitely, you're not alone. There's tons of other people. And, you know, there are ways that we have power over darkness, and oftentimes it coincides with spiritual growth. We've had really low moments. We've had really high moments. We've shared some really, you know, traumatizing shit and, you know, dark shit, good shit, bad shit, all kinds of shit, you know, but divine spirit really has assisted us in every step of the way. And, you know, we couldn't be more grateful uh, for that, as well as the opportunity to be able to have a platform to share this information with you all. It's been a journey of learning and spiritual growth for the both of us, and we really hope that you all have found some value in this season as much as we have. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> oh, put in a lot of work. Um, most of all, our listeners um, is what's been keeping us going because it, I mean, it took, it took us a lot of time, more time than we ever expected, I guess you could say to get this out, but it was so important. Um, so thank you. We're grateful for everyone that has like reached out, listened and continued to support us. Yep. So before we end season one origins, we have one more clip to share and, you know, with you all. And it's kind of brief, but I hope it makes some sense. Even though two-thirds of the American population believes in something paranormal, and half of the nation has claimed to have had an unexplained encounter, the subject still remains widely misinformed, misunderstood, and somewhat taboo in the minds of many. In our work, we have found that there is a vast number of individuals and families that have experienced paranormal-related activity on some level, whether that be occasionally or on a more frequent basis. And that's why, guys, in Season 2, we're going to bring you all your stories. Dun, dun, <laughs> ultra stories mm -hmm. yeah so we're going to be bringing uh stories from the listeners so guys we would like your recorded stories we will accept ones that are like written or email but we would really like for you to like dm us on instagram or on our facebook account or some way that you can leave a voice message instagram kind of sucks though so i mean i'll even give you my business number if you're interested just email us and we want to hear your stories we want to take your verbal stories and put them in season two so we are calling out to all of our spooky boos and 
bows, and we need y'all. We it's need a good your way help. to get a free reader. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do. Yes, exactly. We're gonna uh, use our what we've learned. We're gonna use what we've learned over the past year, and we are going to intuitively read your story, try to give you answers, and then we're going to be discussing the entity involved. And that's as much as I personally would like to share about season two, because we're going to have this big thing coming out, you know, once we get our shit together. And yeah, so we're bringing you guys your stories. We still will have uh, interviews. We're not going to get rid of our origins interviews because they're just classic. Blah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so season two, yeah, it's kiss. going down. Listener stories. Yep chef's yep. kiss so we're, <laughs> yeah, so we're super excited and thank you all so much mm -hmm. this was fun and you know this wasn't or this wouldn't have been able to be possible without you guys yeah because like honestly if we didn't get the support that we got it may have discouraged us at times from going forward mm -hmm. so we appreciate you guys hanging around and checking us out. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely, for sure, for sure. But that concludes our last episode. On to season two, named. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all uh, hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up.